And we are back with another episode of Midweek Ranches. I'm your host tonight, Ant, Ask the Anna on Twitter. With me, I've got Allie. How you doing tonight? Lovely. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And we have Schweitz. How you Bonjour. doing? Bonjour. We're going to kick things off by talking about, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Big Suey that we had yesterday with Dan and Howard Bryant talking about Scotty, what do they call it? The the potlarkers. Yeah. The, what, they, the, what was the name of it actually? The uh, dumpster fire potluck. One yes. a dumpster, gar- dumpster something fire like potluck. That, yeah. I thought it was just really, really done well. And I mean, I was, I enjoy most of those times when they do it, especially when the topics aren't quite so serious. You know, they talked a bunch about Scotty Pippen and some of the stuff he's got going. And I mean, you know, as I'm sure I've expressed on this podcast before, I'm a big fan of Dan. So anytime Dan's involved and Dan's talking um, and not necessarily just battling Stu um, to hit down his odd takes, I'm a, I'm a fan. So uh, Schweitz, what do you think? What do you think of the conversation? What do you think about Scotty? What's he's been doing? What, what, what you got on that? Well, first off, I'd like to say I really like how Howard Bryant explains things. Um, I like how he talks. I like how his his point of view um, really I find spurs conversation in a good way in a you know serious matters whatnot. But yeah, when they're talking about Scotty, I mean yeah, like Scotty's a little bit off the deep end. Um, he's having those legacy issues, as they said. I do understand. I think where he's coming from, why he feels that way. I don't agree with him. You know that he's. As, as good as he thinks he is. I think he was a, a very good player, but um, yeah, it just, it's one of those things like as you get older and you look at your legacy and you see how, you know, fall out of the limelight. Um, I think especially without the jump where he was a very regular co-host on, he doesn't have that anymore right now. So he feels even more out of the news. So he's just trying to, to, to secure his legacy, how he thinks it should be secured. Yeah, what sort of has bothered me most of all about most of the stuff that Scotty has said recently was you actually thought Michael Jordan would make a documentary and it not be all about Michael Jordan. Like, I don't know why he thought he was going to get like limelight from, you know, (laughs) from that documentary. I mean, I understand that he wasn't portrayed in a bad light, in my opinion, but like Mike's about Mike. I mean, he's always been about Mike. I mean, so I don't know why anyone expected anyone else to get praise heaped upon them, you know, remotely, you know, from the last dance. I don't know. That was, that's the thing that sort of bothered me the most. He's sort of like angry that Michael didn't give him his fair shake. I'm like, Mike gives no one his fair shake. Mike brought the guy who beat him out (laughs) in high school to his like hall of fame speech, just to say like, I gotcha. Like that's just who Mike is. I don't know. What do you think, Allie? So, Yeah, like what you're saying about Michael Jordan, like he only thinks about himself and as well he should be. Um, Like, for example, his racing team, 2311, it's 23 first and then Denny Hamlin's 11 in Roman numerals right after it. So Michael Jordan comes first. All his paint schemes that aren't associated with the sponsor are all done in red and black for the Bulls. They're expanding to two cars next year. Their numbers are 23 and 45 the other number that he drove. So Michael's always been about Michael. He'll always be about Michael. 
But what I thought was interesting from the Scotty Pippen talk, because I mean, of course, he's going to try and sell stuff with drama. That's how you sell things nowadays is with any sort of drama, regardless of how manufactured it is or not. But uh, when he was talking about, would you basically rather have a herniated disc or have the flu? Like, which basically, which one is worse to play with? Like, I should have gotten more props for playing with a hurt back. And Michael was just sick one day. I've been sick for like three weeks. I think I'd rather have a herniated disc than be sick this long and try to play an elite basketball game. So I want to know what you guys think. Would you rather play with a herniated disc or play with the flu? I think I'd rather play with a herniated disc. Flu. Rather play with the flu any day. Herniated discs are lingering. They last a long time. Flu, you know you're going to get over it. But I feel like the flu is just going to weaken your entire body, whereas like your herniated disc is just pinpointed to one area. I feel like you could just play. You could just dribble, stand in one position, go back and forth, whereas you're like, you want to like shit or throw up all over the floor. And you just want to like. But but I know I can just take in liquids and and I know how to treat the flu. I don't know how to treat the the herniated disc while I'm uh, while I'm playing. Like it's it's going to make me a worse player as opposed to like here I can. You know, just go all for it and then sleep on the sidelines for five minutes. Well, the other thing recently, Bomani was talking about this, and he made a good point, which was Mike played with flu and played amazing. Scotty played with a bad back and played mediocre. It's not like he hit the game-winning shot. It's not like he did anything that was, like, amazing in the game. So, yeah, I'm sorry you had a bad back, but, like, you can't expect you playing through a bad back and playing mediocre at best is going to be looked upon the same as, you know, Mike's flu game, given how well he played. Um, so that's another thing. It just seems like he's, and Bomani made another point about Scottie Pippen. Either you think he's underrated or you think he's overrated. He's Very never properly look overrated. At yeah. and think about him like, oh yes, he's at this level. Everyone's like, everyone's got like their, he's better than you think he is, or he's worse than people claim he is. So. Yeah, if he was so great, he would have won those two championships when Michael Jordan was gone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look. Wouldn't let the Rockets come in. To me, Scotty is a great player. He's gotten his due being in the top 50. Going back, you know, two decades, he got his props being in the top 75 that just recently came out. And he is a good, a very good Hall of Fame basketball player. He's not on the level of Michael Jordan. He's not on the level of Kevin Durant that he made a comparison to recently, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because someone asked him to compare basically the Warriors with KD and Steph and Clay and Draymond to his team with the Bulls. And he was like, oh, yeah, Luke Long is better and Jordan's obviously better. And me and Kevin Durant are a toss-up. And and it was like, yeah, Steph's better. Like, Steph was the only one he gave him. It's like, no, you are not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is one of the best basketball players ever. One of the best, if not the best, offensive weapon we've ever seen in the game with all that you can do. And you were very good, but you're not on that level. He just seems, you know, it made sense to me when he was hawking bourbon or hawking scotch, whatever it was he was selling. like Because he could act like he was drunk. But now he seems like he's got a book or whatever that he wants to sort of promote. And he's just sort of rehashing stuff that he seemed to like have hashed out a couple weeks ago. I don't know. Yeah, it seems it seems like it's all he thinks about. Um, yeah, he's either thinking that or he's thinking about his ex-wife, and that's not something positive he really wants to, think about. <laughs> he wants to think about either. So, um, yeah, yeah this, I, I, this, and I think, and and don't get me wrong, 
I do think it's hard when you're an athlete who's done the same thing hours a day since you were, I don't know, 10 years old or longer. And at 33 or 34 or 35, they say, ah, you're done. And now spend the next, you know, 40, 50, 60 years of your life thinking about all the stuff you did or didn't do. Like, I, I definitely get it's hard. I wish he was able to get on. You're a six-time NBA champion. You weren't number one on the team, but you were number two, clearly, like on all those teams, even with like and the Robin teams, he was still the second best player. And he was a revolutionary at the position playing, you know, the early point forward type of guy, being able to distribute and play really good defense. And, and grow, growing up, you saw, I mean, in the 90s, you saw a ton of Pippen jerseys. Like it's not, you know, not as many as Jordan, but you saw a lot of Pippen jerseys. You didn't see that many jerseys for the second best player on most teams. I couldn't name the second best player on a lot of teams, you know, other than maybe Stockton and Malone, that combo. But, you know, so he got his, he got a lot of praise at the time. It just sort of faded away because that's how it works. People forget. People, you know, aren't watching his highlights anymore. Yeah, I feel like he just won't get closure on on any of it unless Michael puts Scotty in his like top 10 of basketball players all time. I feel like that's really the, maybe even top five. I feel like Scotty's just never going to be content with anything unless Michael gives him that sort of ego boost that he so clearly needs. Yeah. And I sort of feel like not that Michael doesn't appreciate Scotty, but Michael is not going to say it to Scotty. Never knowing how thirsty nope. Scotty is to sort of hear it. I'll never give him that. Also, Michael doesn't Michael doesn't need the praise from Scotty. Right. I don't think. He doesn't he doesn't he hits that. No, already. but Scotty he, needs it from him. Yes. It's a one way street. I'd be I'd be interested if Phil Jackson comes out and starts like, you know, supporting some of Scotty's stuff. I'd be I'd be interested to hear like a different point of view. Or, but yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think it's hard. I think, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, how many players do you really think about regularly that played, pick your sport from 20 or 25 years ago? That's a smaller number. That's a small number for most people. You think of Jordan in 20 years, you'll think of LeBron. You'll think of probably Katie and Steph, but you won't necessarily think of like, you know, you're going to think about John Wall or Bradley Beal or some of the, you know, step, below the best players in the, in the league, you're probably not. And that's no shade on them for what they did in their careers. It's just not the way fans work. I think. Yeah. Unless, unless you're on like a dynasty team, like we obviously remember the, the eighties Lakers, the eighties Celtics, you know, the sixties Celtics get, get talked about a lot. Like that works a little bit differently, but yeah, pretty much. But I also feel like if you're not like, yeah, probably the 80s Lakers are probably a lot of people could name them and and probably the Celtics because you had three Hall of Famers on that team right away. But like if you're not it's a fan true. of a club, you 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 remember the team you follow most of all. Yeah. <laughs> More than I mean, you remember just, like the team that beat your team necessarily. I don't know, you know, which is what yeah. the Bulls did to sort of everybody. But I, I did want to say I really did enjoy the segment. I think Howard Bryant gives a good perspective on most of the stuff he talks about. I think, like I said, you know, I always enjoy hearing Dan and, you know, it's a, it's good when you can have a not so serious topic 
talked about with like talked about in a serious nature, even though it's not necessarily the most serious of topics. Even when it means there. Yeah, that's true. All right, Schweitz. So you want to hit us with some Gruden email controversy. What do you got for us? Yeah, I really like all this Gruden email talk just because this is something that I can actually uh, talk to my wife about. My wife is a lawyer that deals with um, sort of large large firms, mergers, acquisitions, but a lot of stuff of sharing information. And and there's some similarities between what John Gruden wants and like and what my wife does. So it spurs some conversation in our house that I don't normally get to have. But yeah, no, it's, you know, John Gruden is not going to be able to uh, really be able to prove anything here unless he has a bunch of emails. That's the one thing nobody's really talking about is what if people sent John Gruden emails and he has copies of their emails? Because then he can prove that there were other things for them to to show. He can't, I don't think he's going to ever be able to prove that they leaked it on purpose because no one would put that on print. I think it's just a lot of fun. And as Dan said, yeah, if, you know, if people could get deposed, if other owners get dragged in, like I'm, I'm all right with the chaos. I don't think any of these, these owners are really good people. I don't think you get to that point and how they sort of view the world, even though they might be outstanding in your community. I don't think they're necessarily nice. If we can uh, get them enthralled in some chaos, I'm all for it. Because I don't think the league's going anywhere. So, what do you think, Allie? I think they should turn this into like an American crime story, John Gruden's email saga. Like, turn it into kind of like a reality kind of show with some drama added to it. Because it just it just keeps getting better when it comes to the drama every single time. And you're just kind of like, oh, I wonder wonder if there's anything there that they're actually trying to hide through the NFL, which I'm sure that there is. And they just picked their one guy. Why not? He already, this is like clearly obvious. This is our, our fall guy to go to, but him saying that he's now put in a like hard situation when it comes to finances, dude, you have millions and millions of dollars. Like what happened to all your money? You're going to, you're going to find a job somewhere. I'm sure outkick needs a NFL person at some point in time or Fox news or someone like you're not going to be unemployed much longer. Everybody has a place when they have these sort of um, mindsets that are not what you're supposed to have in today's society. So it'll just be interesting to see what, yeah, what, what comes of all this, but I'm sure they're out there. It's just a matter of when they're actually going to release it. And if they'll actually going to be the one that's going to, take the brunt of it or if it'll just go to somebody else and not Roger Goodell. It'll well, go to here's Goodell the question too. I have. Do you think, cause it seems to me there's only, first of all, there's really only two reasons you create this lawsuit. If you grew, do you want money or do you want to try to burn it to the ground and really go after some people who, you know, in your eyes should be gone after. And I think it's going to be very interesting whether or not John settles for 10 or 20 or 50 or what number of a million dollars, you know, that he can get out of them. Or does he just say, you know what, I'm taking this to court. I've got enough emails that I can make you all look like crap. But I also think this ties back in a little bit to the Scottie Pippen story, which is if Gruden goes forward with this, he probably does end any semblance of a football career. Like even Art Browse got back to coaching. And so if John probably laid low, kept them out quiet, sat out for two, three, four years, he probably could get rehired by somebody. Do you think uh, the Miami Hurricanes would hire him right now? I don't think you can hire him now 
I think he's too hot. I think he's too hot. I think if you gave him two years, I think you could hire him. But I think it's interesting if he goes forward, does he want money? Or does he want to just take some people out who, right or wrong, he may think is behind sort of taking him out? What do you think, Allie? You seem to think he's going to get money, right? I I think he's more interested in the money, but I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, like what you said, if he would have just laid low for a few years, I could see him taking over for Bill Belichick. I feel like the New England Patriots job seems to kind of fit that, giving people second chances and we'll, we'll take all these people and let them have at it. So I feel like that could be another landing spot for him. We could also go and coach in college or some high school or whatever. But yeah, I feel like he burned his NFL bridge and there's no turning back on that now. Like if he wants to coach, he's going to have to go to college or lower. I mean, I mean, unless he knows something that we don't, there's it's definitely a money play just because if he had other emails and other, you know, other coaches or whatnot, ever other employees emails, he could get them leaked now to undermine the NFL in general. He doesn't need the lawsuit to do that. He could just leak them same way his stuff got leaked. I think there's different ways he could play it. I wonder who's counseling him. I wonder what if his brother's involved. You know, it just I'm just sort of fascinated here. Well, the reason I thought maybe he could be trying to take particular people out is maybe he thinks and hasn't released emails to go to what you're saying that he could. Maybe he wants it to come out in a court of law. And he says, here are the emails that I have and tries to get them to have to, the NFL have to produce some of the emails that they have. I just wonder, and he totally could just be doing a money play and that doesn't necessarily surprise me if that's the case. I just really wonder if he's out for some sort of blood and if he could hold that line. And if it was just about money, he probably could have settled going out the door with Mark Davis. You know, he probably could have gotten be like, you want me to go? All right, pay me half my money, pay me a third of my money, whatever the number is that he's looking for now. And so I'm just surprised if there's not further motives beyond just straight money to sort of why he brings this up. I mean, I, I do think I do think he thinks I can't believe I'm going down for this. I think he's one of those people that just doesn't understand, like Ali was saying earlier, that you just can't say this stuff in. Yeah, he probably still doesn't really understand. He he had the apology of, oh, if I offended you, I'm sorry. He doesn't understand what he said is actually offensive. He just understands that other people took it as offensive, but that he himself should not have these thoughts because these are not acceptable terms or acceptable words and ideas to have in 2021. So that also makes me realize, does he now like have like a, photographic memory of, oh, I had this conversation with this person in this email and they said this. Do you think he's capable of stuff like that? Or is it more, hey, legal team, go forth and do great things? I do think, as you said, he just doesn't get it. Like he doesn't understand why it's a problem. And I don't get how it's funny to talk about black people in that manner or women in that. Like, I don't like, I, to me, there are certainly other ways to get laughs than necessarily going down that level of humor, even if that's the way you think necessarily. The fact that he had these emails with other people and no one else seemed to be like in nothing that I saw, it wasn't like he ever got replied, John, you can't say that. Like everyone else just sort of let it 
or off right. a duck's back kind of thing. And so that's why I just wonder, is there more shoes coming or something that he's going to have a gotcha moment or try to have a gotcha moment? That said, it's total horseshit that <laughs> they did this whole investigation of the Washington football team. There's evidence and proof of tons of shitty behavior and literally nothing's going to happen to anybody. It shows back to what Trice was in earlier. Football's going no place. And these guys are in, in many ways bulletproof to whatever it is they've got going on behind the scenes. Right. It's like you, you can try to swing at the NFL, but you're not taking down the biggest sport in America, no matter what well, the racist thing is- or misogynistic things that they've done or said there is i there's no way you're taking out the nfl well and right or wrong there are fans in all sports of all different teams who don't necessarily care about any of that stuff right just, just show me my football just show me my football sh- show me my basketball you know what i mean like you know like all those fans back- that left when they started kneeling for the anthem or when they stopped showing the anthem and look nfl's doing just fine yeah, it's, like, it's or like, I mean, kind of you know, in many ways, not saying this thought is correct, but for the history of sports, people have been coming for the shut up and dribble. Just do something like entertain me. I don't need to hear all the, I don't need to or want to. 30 seconds before the ball gets thrown in the air or, or the kick happens, show it. When the game ends, turn the TV off and I'll move on. Like they like that car compartmentalized aspect that sports was allowed at least for a long time allowed to give and it's just not that way anymore so anyway i don't know and 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 for a lot of people sports is just hey look my city's better than your city it's just it's just that that local tribalism is hey we're yeah. better than you yeah which yeah. doesn't really necessarily spur cooperation and uh, peace very much all right ali what do you got for us topic wise this week? So today, Chris Cody was talking about how if he were a business, instead of going with Chris Cody Chevrolet, like what other thing based off your name would sound really cool as a business? And he went for Chris Coates Moats, busted out laughing with it because that's the first thing he thought of. It just made me hysterically laugh. So I was thinking if any of us or anybody within the show, if you could give them a business based off their name, what would you choose? And I actually have two of them for you, the two you two that showed up. So when I first heard it, I thought of Schweitz and I think it should be Schweitz wipes, like a baby wipes company. Cause you got to do the kind of rhyming thing. And I thought <laughs> Schweitz wipes, that would be perfect. And then or, for you, or, or what do you like say, dude wipes, like butt wipes? No, Schweitz lights. That's a good one. And then with aunt, I was going, I was thinking of like Stiano's like Italian ice. I feel like that would be a perfect Italian ice company to rival Luigi's that you get at the grocery store. I'll but it was just it. something I was thinking of anybody else within our universe or within the show universe. If you had another thing pop up like Chris Cody Chevrolet or Chris Coates Moats. So my initials are APS. And I, at one point in my youth, wanted to start a company called Apps Apps. It was just something that I always had in my head as something I always wanted to do and never did. So that's one. What about you, Schweitz? What do you got? I mean, as far as other people, other people in our universe, uh, obviously, uh, Willie Pool Cleaners is uh, is the <laughs> obvious one. Uh, I was trying to think of one for Frank. You know, Frank's tanks in Army Surplus. I like it. It's perfect. Allie, do you have any for you? 
Um, the only one I come up was like my like AOL instant messenger screen name was Alibaba. So I was thinking like Alibaba, like a magician store, like where Chris Angel would go shop and get like his swords or his whatever floating box or whatever for his shows in Vegas to be Alibaba's magician store. Nice. I like it. Yeah, Pam's jams. Ooh, Dawson's cool. Creek and other water All supplies. Of- oh, ha ha. <laughs> Um, I was thinking for your husband, Nick's Bricks and Construction Services. Jeanette's Bets. She's a, she's a Jeanette's bookie. Jeanette's Bets. What about Mayor? Do we got any for Mayor? Santini like- sounds like a good like shoe polish. Santini I feel like Lace. Santini would make a great shoe polish company. Santini Shoe Polish. Sa- Santini Lace instead oh. of Chantilly Lace. That'll work. <laughs> I was trying to come up with something for Jeff with one ball, but I'm like trapped right now. Some <laughs> kind of branding or something that you could just get one ball. Like it's just a story. You get just one of something instead of like a pair of something. You just get one. Lou and Jeff have a strip mall. Which one would sound the best as a car dealer? Like what they were doing, like this name. Schweitzer Chevrolet. Buick. Pau's Pontiac. Pau's Pontiac. I thought Chris, Chris's Chevrolet was kind of good. I also right. thought Chris karaoke bar would have worked um, <laughs> if they were going businesses as opposed to just sort of a product. <laughs> That'd be they, perfect. Yeah. They used to call him. Chris and then Billy karaoke. from the back should have been like karaoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Karaoke. Instead of like, what's that rapper? Fetty Wop. You could call it Smetty Mop. And she could have like cell mops. Roy's Toys and Adult Bookstore. Let's uh... <laughs> Or Roy's Yo Mama in home daycare. <laughs> I like that one. But yeah, that's that's what I had for a topic. Because honestly, I don't remember what they talked about on the show last week. I'm sure it was about candy because they talked about candy again this week, which Billy also brought up that he said a Kit Kat wasn't a bar. And they literally the say bar? in the jingle. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Mr. Good, Mr. Good bar is way better than Snickers. That's my that's my hot take for the night. Mr. Good bar is way better than a Snickers. But ice cream, ice cream Snickers are better than everything. <laughs> I don't know. Original Klondike hits it. Just hits when you're right. feeling it. That's it. But you got to feel would- it. You, you got to be in the mood for a Klondike bar. Allie, what would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> yeah, absolutely nothing is what I would do because I would just get one anyway. Would you That's leave the your trick. Kid I would do absolutely nothing. Yeah, leave them and then go pick up my computer that was supposed to get delivered today. But no, I sacrificed me not getting called child protective services so I could get my computer the next day. The things I do for love. Exactly. And so I don't get arrested. Oh, oh, Schweitz, give your uh, review for Off the Looking Glass. Let's hear it. Ah, yes. What are your thoughts on the new Smetty right, and on, Kate podcast? Yes. So uh, I listened to the first ep- full episode. Uh, there was a lot of talk regarding League of Their Own. Um, the episode starts off with a Neil Flynn as a fake caller. You may know Neil Flynn as the janitor from Scrubs. He uh, called in and was a fake 
uh, WNBA hater at the beginning of the show. Um, yeah, I found it was interesting. I like, you know, I'm a white man, so I like hearing a female's perspective. I don't follow um, female sports as much as other sports growing up. So I like hearing, you know, the different perspectives and how they're growing and all the logistics and all of the ways um, they're moving in the right directions. I think overall they, they made some attempts on the show. It's their first one. They did some fake commercials and, and whatnot. Um, I think they, they teamed pretty well. I'm not dying to listen to it, but at the same time, it was still good. They're still working out the kinks a little bit. So I think Smetty embarrasses herself quite a bit just because she's young and doesn't know things like a league of their own where uh, Tom Hanks says there's no crying in baseball. She had no clue. Just like that's pretty common knowledge. So overall, I'd, I'd give it a, a a three out of five. Were you one of the thousand ratings so Kate can come down and have that three point contest with 10 day Tony? I was not because I can't spell. So if I can give a rating as a GIF, then I will happily do it. So what do you think, Allie? Who would win the three-point contest? I'll 10-day Tony. No, like, no questions asked. Have you seen his IG stories? That dude can ball. He can. Oh, he on can. Tony. I just, I feel like, I feel like Kate is underrated. And I mean, maybe I actually don't know if she can or can't shoot, but I certainly think if she's going to talk about being able to do it, um, and sort of throw it out there as a possibility. I think it'd be, uh, I think it'd, it'd, be, it'd be an interesting matchup. Yeah. I think I, if it, they do around the world style, like they do for the NBA three point contest. And if she gets to use a women's ball, I think she does stand a chance, but I think that's her only chance is that they do it that way. I, I mean, obviously anything could happen on the day of, but I, this always just makes me think when there's, there's stories, it's like, the, you know, the old NBA player or the WNBA players at the Y or something and people challenge them. And then, you know, if they were a bench warmer in the NBA and they just floor everybody, it's like they won't let anybody else score. And just like if I don't I don't know how good Kate was, but, um, you know, she played collegiately. She knows what she's doing. She's around the sport a lot. Um, I think she's better than than uh, Tony anticipates. But hey, Tony, Tony was a good athlete, so you can have fun with it. Now, if they were playing one on one, I'd be a little more interested because you know shooting shooting's a specific skill if you want to if you want to go one on one then you know Kate might just take him to town even though he's got the height and so in general with the show with the three point shooting contest the pumpkin carving all these little sort of one off i don't know bits is the wrong way to say it but sort of you know contests or or, or inner show play that they're doing. What do you guys think of them? You think they're good? You think they take away from the show in general? Do you think uh, they're positive and you wish you see more? What do you think? I think Greg got robbed in the pumpkin carving contest. I think he got first. I think she's just basing it off of the applause in the room. And of course they're going to give it to Smitty. She's the new one. She's got to get, you know, pumped up a little bit. So she feels more confident on the show. They don't need to do that to Greg, but Greg's pumpkin was elite. And yeah, he used a prop. Oh, well, but his carving was way better than the stenciling that Smetty did, I thought, because from like close up, it didn't look as good as it did from far away. And I feel like that's where in the details, if you look at the pumpkin up close, Greg's was way better. But I wasn't sipping for Smetty in the YouTube chat. So 
that's probably how the voting got skewed. But I like it. I wish they would turn it into some kind of DraftKings contest. I don't know how that works because they're not a professional sport. But I think it'd be neat if they incorporated DraftKings more into whatever things they do on the show competitively. So usually you're not allowed to bet on things that can be controlled by somebody else. So like that. So I don't know if they would be able to either from, from a if draft. They would just standpoint. do something within like the front, like the listener universe and draft kids could give someone like a hoodie or something, not yes. like however much money. I don't know. I don't bet on sports. I don't know how much money people make doing that on a daily basis, but if they could, I feel like they should incorporate DraftKings a little bit more. I mean, yeah, I like I like the the contests. I think they're they're good for team building, especially as new people have come on, you know, behind the scenes, front of the camera. It gives them a chance to to sort of see what they're in. Like, I wouldn't have picked Smetty as like a pumpkin carver who, you know, it gave her a chance to show that side of her. Do I really care? Not so much in that sense, but overall, like. You know, it gives people outlets. It gives them content to talk about. Like, we're going to talk about Chris Cody's ass hanging out during the 24-hour marathon for a long time. That's going to be ongoing content. Um, we're going to talk, you know, we would have talked about Stu Gotts and Masvidal for a long time if Masvidal wasn't so great. So I don't mind it, especially if they need stuff to fill right now. So I think we're going to land the plane here. Thank you for joining us for... Uh slightly discombobulated episode but uh hopefully you enjoyed it Allie, where can we find you watching the nascar next gen test at the charlotte oval tomorrow and today because nascar's over and there's nothing else to watch so i'm going to watch new cars go around and around and hopefully crash and they can test their stuff because i'm bored and i don't have anything else to watch okay schweitz where can we find you you can find me at Schweitz underscore A-Y. And I'm Ant, or at Stiano, S-T-A-I-A-N-O. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.